Welcome to Overtime on Inferno, your weekly roundup of all three stories in CSGO in less time than it takes for the Australis era to end. A quick reminder to like, favorite, review us, whatever you got to do on your podcast platform to help us, because it really does help us. Uh, I'm Logan. This is AZ-esque. Let's get into the buy round. What do you think we're talking about today? So, um, I don't know. There's, there's kind of like no big news this week, right? Like, you know, it's just... Few smaller I, stories. Like Extra Salt lost grand final to Big. Uh, you know, Device went to an IP. I don't, I don't know. That it could be either of those. That boy Voda team got signed to to an actual org. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts. You know, Dreamhack Masters talent lineup was announced. Scrawny's, uh, yeah. you know, he's interviewing to the casting. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's very very you know just normal week. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we, I mean, we all saw device to an IP coming, right? We, you know, we'd been saying for weeks, I, you know, device. Well, I mean, you say that jokingly, but we actually know people who saw the device to NIP coming at least an hour before. Yeah, but like an hour before. That's just kind of an hour before. I kind of knew something was up. I, I'd heard, uh, I, I'd basically heard something that device was originally, you know, going to do something, and then it was like, I started to oh, actually maybe not device can we do somebody else yeah. and i was like it's a little bit weird but you know maybe he's just feeling unsociable you never know and then it's like a day later it was like, oh yeah uh side friend i think I, I woke up and i was like oh, okay nothing seems to be happening and then somebody quote tweeted like something about nip to device and i was like that's bait you know that, that gif it's just like that's bait it's like <laughs> yep, not falling bait. for that come on don <laughs> that now come on don you know, change the name. I was like, hang on, this is this is verified. Let me click on this. Now, this is the real NIP account. This is, it does say they've signed device. Let me, I've got to watch this video because this <laughs> is this like I checked the date. It was an April Fool's. So I was like, it's got, this has got to be a joke. Like, there's got to be something going on it's here. It's got to be a joke. <laughs> yeah, like I just had um, no idea that that was even possible. Um. Imagine what it was like for North American to wake up, because <laughs> we I I woke up five hours after this happened, right? Like it went out at like nine in the morning for you guys. I woke up at like nine in the morning and had just like the most Discord notifications I've ever had from TLDR. Then I had a trillion tweets of people that I have tweet notifications turned on. And then the more tweets of just like, hey, a bunch of other people liked this slash retweeted this. So this thing. Yeah, the Twitter just was like on fire for an hour or two. It was like nobody could quite believe it. And then sort of dust settled and everyone went, like, wait, did this really happen? I mean, my first response was like, does this mean Nork is not warping now? And then somebody was like, oh, yeah, they cut Nork. And I just, I just sort of laughed. Does it make any? Like, that's how you know that this move was not at all planned. Like, obviously, you know, they they came out and said, you know, two days ago, device was like, yeah, I want to go to an IP, and they were like, okay, so they made it happen. But you can tell oh, that yeah, that's true because you wouldn't plan to cut Nork because he was their best player. If you were looking to upgrade this roster, you wouldn't be going Nork's the one we need to upgrade. I still think Nork's really good. I liked him before he signed for NIP. I liked him on NIP. I think he's really good. I don't know where he goes from here, though. I think his English is pretty good. He's been streaming in English the last few days. I don't know if you caught any of his streams, but he streamed like a... I did. Yeah, he streamed like an he hour streamed after the it CSGO, came out. Like he streamed the CSGO like aim map thing that ESL put out and you turn in the map and you just see the picture of a liege and then you see the picture of device. <laughs> yeah. And he just kept shooting it from time to time. Made me laugh. He was in good spirits. It, it though, to be fair. Yeah. I was gonna say, it didn't seem like he was anything bad. Like he didn't have any bad blood. I, I, I think I sent uh, the, the Maui scribe, not Maui scribe, Maui, Maui snake Twitter thing where he was like, imagine being knocked in this situation. Hey, we're going to kick you. What's for who device? Oh, okay, fair play, understandable. And then no, it was just <laughs> like, was yeah, like, that's pretty much how it went. I mean, if you get if you're getting replaced by one of the best players in the world, especially device, right? You, you, there's there's no there's no comeback to that. There's nothing of like, but like, I'm like a new up at cup. No, it's device. I don't know. I I <laughs> I'd I'd want my uh I'd want my opera to be like, nah, fuck off. I'm warping. 
He can rifle, but he's not taking my off. <laughs> That's what I want. I want my I want my off to be like, no, I'm I'm as good. I could be device. That's what I want him to say. I want him to go. No, you know what? He can rifle. <laughs> oh, Mike's falling over. He can rifle. I'm staying on my off. Or I mean, you know, this 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 is my role. But you know, Nork's a nicer person than I am, so he just accepts it. I think that's good for everyone involved. <laughs> Probably. All right, let's get down to brass tacks for a minute. Um, let's talk about that. We've got four angles I want to talk about this from. So the first angle is the Astralis side. So Astralis just got like a million dollars. And they're going to... Just out of thin air. So the question is, do they keep this together for the next six months? Because they've got contracts until the end of the year, I believe. Or September or something like that. It's it's further down the line, but they've got contracts till the end of the year. And then they're free agents. Do they do do individual players on the team try and get buyouts? So like does Dupree go, well, Device just had a million dollar buyout and just got signed to NIP. Do I maybe try and go to a team that needs uh, a star rifler or something like that? Um th- there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff moving in there. I think they'll keep the rest of the team together till the end of the year, till they're out of contracts. I don't know what Astralis are gonna do after that. I absolutely no idea what the organization's going to do after that. I I don't even know if they'll stay in CS. I think the players might split up and create their own. Maybe these four or two or three of them stay together. I don't think Bobski will stay on this roster because I don't think so. It doesn't either. seem like they're. I don't know. They maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they. Bubsky. Maybe Bobski clicks in this roster and they become really good again. I'd love that. I love Bobski. I think he's great, but it doesn't seem like he'll necessarily... Mm. It seems like he's had some sort of issue um, meshing with Glaive already. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be a little bit surprised. I mean, there's rumors that they're going to sign S-Tag back, which doesn't surprise me. He's a free agent, right? Or or not on a team, at least. I believe he is a free agent. I'm pretty sure Clan I released everyone from their contract. Yeah, which is strange, but... Uh, yeah so they just wanted to get out (laughs) yeah i guess that's true so i mean he's probably available you can get him and carry on with the sixth man roster if you really don't want bobski to play but i mean i would i mean you don't there's no better chance now than to try bobski yeah i guess i mean it's a little bit of pressure replacing device but in some ways you're not expected to be as good as device it was a little bit you know it's like Go on, kid. Yeah. Do what you can. So, do do. I assume they don't put any of the money they just got from devices buyout into this team. I assume that they, this is basically like this is going to be the end. We're not going to infuse any more money into this unless they go. Yeah, we'll re-sign contracts for a couple of years if you bring in this player, right? If you bring in this offer or something like that. It seems like there's problems behind the scenes from everything we hear like there's been rumors there's been like mumblings of it for a while but i think device leaving is like the first piece of um definitive evidence we have that there's something wrong with that team i think at least i mean he's obviously done the whole oh i just wanted to live in sweden thing he didn't just want to live in sweden two years ago or you know it's got to be more than that He, he seems to be making noises that it wasn't all Hunky Dory, Astralis games, yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's switch gears for a second. Let's talk about Nip. So we have said for the last while we've been big proponents of the theory that when we are excited about Nip, we shouldn't be excited about Nip because they're going to disappoint us. But when we're not excited about Nip, and we feel like they're going to disappoint us, they become the best team in the world, right? We we've been big proponents of this theory. So here's the question. They have just added perhaps the most consistent Counter-Strike player of the last, like, five years, right? So he was top five in the last six HLTVs, top three in the last three of them, right? He has been labeled Mr. Consistent. He is he's always there. He's always getting off kills. He's always doing rifling. He, he's just consistent. Do we think that adding the most consistent player of the world to the most inconsistent team in the world... Is going to make them consistent. <laughs> no. If there's any organization <laughs> that can make device look inconsistent, it's going to be NIP. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's, I mean, it's a given at this point. 
I it's it's insane that you can replace the whole team. Like theoretically, you can replace the entire team, and that team will still be inconsistent. There's no. There's also. Just, I also think that device. It's obviously really good. I'm not going to say he's not. I might have mm-hmm. done it in the past, but I'm not going to say he's not really good. But the way he plays isn't as explosive as many other brilliant players. And he is somebody who does maybe a little bit more rely on his team to set him up. And the way he plays mm-hmm. is a bit more systematic. Yeah, it is. So he plays very much in a system. Yeah, he's a cog in a in the he was a cog in the Astralis machine. He was the best cog, he was the fastest spinning one, but he was a cog in the Astralis machine. NIP are not a machine. They are No. <laughs> they are five robots that are like programmed differently. Built differently, you might say. They they sort of mesh together, you know, like but they're not I don't know, man. They're not like well oiled in the same way Astralis are. They they make more mistakes. They don't have Dupree to just like open up the site and then let Device close it down. They have Rez, who's a good player, but he's not Dupree. They have you know ZTR, who's not Zitnix. They've got Hampus, who's not Glaive. Like it's a good team. Don't get me wrong. But I'm less excited about this team now that I know Nork is out. If it was Nork and Device, I'd be like, I'm kind of excited about this. If it was either of them rifling, I'd be like, you know, I'm kind of excited about this. But mm. I don't think NIP will be that amazing. I'm kind of on the same page with you. Because as you said, Nork was their best player. Recently, at least, right? And while Device is, I'd say, a better player than Nork it doesn't fix the other problems that this team has. Which is NIP. It's like, it's not like it, which is being NIP, but it's not like the, picking up device magically fixes everything. It's not like you're, you become a totally different team because of device. He'll bring in a different style of opping. Sure. He'll bring in ideas that he's gotten from Glaive and et cetera, from playing on Astralis for the last six years. Right. Like he'll, he'll bring in all these stuff, all the stuff, but it's not going to be this huge monumental change. Like, yes, this is the biggest buyout in esports history, as far as we're aware. In Counter-Strike, in Counter-Strike history. history. In Counter-Strike history. This is the biggest buyout, as far as we're aware. Like, it's huge. I think Stewie's might actually have been bigger to MIBR. It was close. It was a lot of money. <laughs> it's one of the biggest yeah. buyouts, and it doesn't... It's not the consequential in the slightest, if that makes sense. It, it might be. Like, I, I, I could be, I've completely read this wrong, and device is much better than I think, and he'll actually, yeah. you know, be the piece that, like, turns an IP mm. from an inconsistent, you know, an inconsistent but decent team to a consistently great one. But I would be surprised. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about the NIP lineup for a second. So now it's Rez, Plopsky, Hampus, Device, and ZTR? <laughs> the reason I'm very questioning on the ZTR, he's never been put on the official team page because he's just continued to be a stand-in from the Young Ninja team. Yep. Um, so he's still not officially on the team. So I, I wonder, does this... Him still being a stand-in, even after the device pickup, does this mean... I, either does this mean that they're still not sure what they want to do with that slot and it might go to ZTR, it might go to somebody else... Or does it mean something closer to the, like, this is definitely a placeholder and we're going to pick up somebody else, wait and see, because it's going to happen. So the CEO, I believe it is, has been hinting at, you know, it was something along the lines of, yeah, so we had, you know, monumental day for us yesterday. We've got an even bigger one coming soon. Keep your eyes peeled. And it's like, it could just be PR talk, and it's like, oh yeah, we're being sponsored by Red Bull or something. It's like, great, cool. But as you say, like they've never officially announced their fifth. So, but then would you claim? Like, I don't think you'd claim that another player is bigger than is a bigger signing than Device because, I mean, unless you're saying like Simple's coming. Yeah, unless it's Simple, like... who's bigger than Device? Like. Unless it's Simple, Zaiwu, or Nico, and I'm not even sure about Nico no, at this Nico's point. No, Nico's not bigger than it, Device, in, is it? Unless like... you say Simple or Zaiwu, neither of which would work in this team at all, 
you don't say it's a big yeah, new thing. Yeah, so it must just be like some PR bait, like oh yeah, we're. I mean, we're, it could be something sponsored by. Something it could cool. be something huge and legitimate and stuff. It could be actually big. Yeah, but it's probably not this. So the question still stands: is is ZTR going to be a permanent fixture on this team? And I think I lead towards no. Are you ready for the towards... uh, the plot twist that fixes everything? Yeah, let's go. Forest back to NIP for ZTR. See, that sounds outlandish. Tell me you don't love it. But I like it. Oh no, I exactly. love it. I absolutely Forest love and it. Device like bringing NIP back in Stockholm. Imagine if like Forest and... comes back and they win the major in Stockholm. That'd be insane. Oh my god. Well, it would be an interesting pickup, and I don't know. I haven't watched enough NIP to know if Hampus is not doing as well. Hampus is last time he was doing pretty well, but getting Lecro as well from that Dignitas team because Lecro has been to NI been on NIP before, right? He obviously enjoys playing with Forest because when he got out of North, he went to go and play with Forest, right? The two of them coming back would be a really interesting thing to have come back. Because Forrest obviously is not out of his... Well, he's obviously out of his prime. But he's not a bad player. <laughs> right? Like, the guy's still hitting stupid shots. He's he's still playing really well. And Lecro, we've never seen this side of him that is just absolutely dominant. And bringing the two of them back could be kind of cool. I'd be surprised if they brought them both back. I don't think you want to bring back... I don't think you want to kick Plopsky or... Or a res for one of well, those. Two. It wouldn't be a kick on either of them. It would be it would be Forrest pulls in for ZTR, and then you take Hampus out for Lecro. Hampus is the IG. Uh, I guess you could have Lecro in game leading, but that's it. Because Lecro would be the IGL again. Mm, not sure. I like that. I'm not sure. I like Lecro as an IGL. Feels mm. feels dangerous. The other thing that this could be, which has just popped into my head. Is that get right could be coming back as an analyst it's not, or it's, something? Uh, yeah, not okay. not not as a player, not as a player, not mm. as a player. I want to make that very clear. Not as a player. I could see that, and they'd be like, "Yo, it's get right coming back to an IP. That's bigger." Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe it's that. I I would I would be so hype if it's Forrest coming back as the fifth player. That that would be so cool. <laughs> I I really I've I've like talked myself into this now and i'm convinced it's happening and i'll be really angry when it doesn't all right let's talk about device so i said there were four sides this is side number three which is device aside after he left astralis he decided to basically refer to them as a tier three team okay let's dial that back a bit <laughs> so he's claimed these sort of quotes were taken out of context but i mean there's video footage of him saying it on the nip vlog and i'm not sure why they would try and make him look bad but he basically said that the NIP were like five steps ahead of Astralis when it came to like practice and stuff like that, which strange. And then he also said that, what was the other quote he said? 12 seconds later. He said that they were, ah, that was it. He was talking about how they were a little bit fortunate with their read of the meta and timings and stuff. And that's the reason they were so dominant, mm. which is astounding. You're on like one of the greatest teams of all time. You're like, yeah, you know, just got a bit lucky. Just lucky. Come on. Yeah. Like, I get you trying to be a little bit humble, but come on. Like, you can't be on that team and just go, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, I got a bit lucky with the timings. You guys are much better. It's nonsense. The that that's not the part that like strikes me though. It's that that first quote about. NIP being ahead of Astralis in practicing and the, the way that their team is like all that stuff that strikes me as odd because Astralis always seemed to be the one who was leading in that kind of stuff just in general and around the world making sure that like I, I believe they were the first team to like make sure that players had good physical health as well as their mental health and that kind of stuff and have that and having that sports psychologist and that kind of stuff just on hand for all the players that that was the reason why they started going from that like always at the major, but never winning the major team to starting to win the major back in Atlanta. It was because of the sports psychologist and the, and the out of the game work that Australia's put in. Yeah. I think it's probably a shot at the organization rather than at the team. I think as we alluded to earlier, I think there is some sort of issues behind the scenes with the way Australis work and the way they interact with their team. 
and I think this is just device going, yeah, you know, NIP, the, the way they treat their players is so much better than the way Astralis treat their players. Which, again, it's a symbiotic relationship. Device has been with this team for God knows how long, six years, whatever it is. So as much as they've needed Device, Device to some extent has needed Astralis. They're the team that, you know, they got they got the players he needed round him. They they bought in, as you say, this the, the sports psychologist, the physical health stuff, all of that. And I think it's I, I'd be a little bit miffed if I was Astralis that he was, you know, sort of openly taking shots at us when, you know, we're part of the you know, they're part of the reason that he's won mm-hmm. as much as he has. Obviously, some credit a lot of the credit has to go to him for, you know, being the guy in the server. Yeah, but it's but there's he needed Astralis nearly as much as they needed him. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think we'll see in the next six or so months how much of what he said was truly taken out of context and how much of it was really true. Because I feel as as we see the Astralis players like filter out of the Astralis system, right? As we see Dupree leave and as we see Glaive leave, probably less on the Glaive, but as we see Dupree leave, I feel like he'll speak out upon some of the stuff if it really did happen the way that uh device is saying that we'll see him speak out about some of it and we'll see glaive maybe speak out about some of it um and as as people filter out i feel like we'll hear more and more of it as they're not part of the team i'd imagine dupree is probably the least likely to speak out purely because he's one of the ones that hasn't had a break that hasn't um seemed to have many issues at all other than when they signed kierby and took him off his roles for a bit it seems like Dupree is actually quite a guy who doesn't want to stir the pot too much. Whereas I think somebody like Glaive or Zipnix would probably say something. I know. I feel, to me, Glaive fits the like company man role to like a T, and I couldn't. I can't explain why, but he just he kind of does to me. I feel so like Glaive is so strong minded that he would just yeah. say what he thinks, and he's also like so good as well. It just doesn't matter. Like, if Glaive leaves Astralis this winter, every single team in the world would want him. There's, there's no, yeah, because he's, he's probably the best in-game leader of all time. I, I think, I think we've made this case before, and I'm willing to stand by this case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's him or like Fallen or something, and yeah, you know, Fallen like fell out of MIBR when they were rubbish and got a job on Liquid. Which which is like a step might up. might be IGLing again. Yeah, <laughs> he's like stepped seems up. Like might be he's, he's like fallen upwards because of how good he was as an in-game leader in the past. If Glaive left yeah. this December, regardless of what happens for the next six months, nearly anyone would try and sign him. Yep. And, and he would step up. He would go to like, he would go to the Navi of the world or the... the this, the vitality of the world or whoever is the best team at that time even if you're gambit and you're like really happy with everything that's currently happening you're the number one ranked team in the world gambit's gonna try and yeah, sign play. I, I think i could see somebody like g2 breaking the bank for him yeah i mean i actually don't see gambit signing glaive but no the point I mean, is like even if you're the number one team in the world and, and astralis is like number 15 you're still gonna go and try and sign glaive it's yeah exactly. it's not like a questionable thing to do it's not like saying yeah you know i'm not sure if he's worth money he's worth the money <laughs> this is no question especially if if his contract runs out and you don't have to pay a buyout and then you don't have to because that's the other uh the last side of this story is the buyout for device was a million dollars for a guy whose contract ends <laughs> at the end of this year people I, I sort of <laughs> tweeted about this and people were going, yeah, but it's device. Like you're paying a million dollars. You're paying a million dollars to get device eight months earlier than you otherwise would. It's not as simple as you get the one of the best players in the world. So you pay whatever you could get him for free in eight months time. Yeah. So basically you have to, your next eight months are the most important part of this contract. I That's how I see it. I see it as, if you're going to pay for him now, you're saying we're going to win the major in Stockholm. That's how I see. Or it. we're going to get, da- or we're going to get damn close. Yeah, I- I'd say that anything, any any top four there would be. I think it has to be the I- finals, definitely. Right? I- okay, I would say definitely finals. I say top four because 
it's the major and every time we're at the major we have some cinderella team that gets into the top four that just manages to happen to get there that ends up losing in the quarterfinal and that has to have a spot taken from them so that's three teams who actually put in work and do really well at the major and have good players and have good systems and stuff that legitimately get there based on skill and not just a whole ton of luck and so they'd have to be one of those three teams and on current form i can't see that being an ip i mean maybe device is even better than i think it's possible Maybe device is better like it and they've got what six months till the major like the major's in november so they've got i don't know there's there's seven months until the major They've got a bunch of months till the major. They can turn it around. They can say, we're just going to boot camp every single day and get our stuff together. And we're going to become the best team in the world, right? With device and figure out how to integrate all of these Strala systems that work so well into the NIP systems that seem to work really well, you know, some of the 40% of the time, (laughs) right? Like, and figure out how to integrate all that stuff in. And that would be really cool. And I'd be really happy to see NIP come back because NIP winning in Stockholm is sick. It would be cool. Especially if they get Forrest back. Especially if they get Forrest back. <laughs> hey guys, quick note from the editor's desk. First of all, I want to thank everybody for the everything that you guys have done for Overtime Inferno. We absolutely are so grateful for the community that watches and listens every week. Um, we, we'd like to continue to grow this community and to continue to produce this awesome content for you guys. So down in the description below, there is a link for a referral. Um, if you use that referral, you'll if you refer three friends, you'll be able to get some in-game, some real-life CSGO stickers that you'll be able to put on your laptop or water bottles or whatever that gets sent to you. And we get helped because we get some awesome new followers that help us grow as a podcast. So if you want to keep seeing awesome content from us, please refer some people to us. It really helps us out. All right, back to the execute. All right, let's uh, let's take a turn now. Let's go to the execute. We're going to talk about you know the the rest of the stuff that we talked about at the very beginning. You know the stuff that happened this week that wasn't device getting signed to NIP, which is just by far the biggest news of the week. Um, so I'm not sure if you watched any of this yesterday, but Extra Salt and Big had a grand final for the Sp- Fun Spark Ulti thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a strange tournament. It completely went under the radar until it started, and then everyone was interested because there was a bunch of good teams there. Yeah. So Extra Salt went through and beat Big in like the opening round, right? And they went through the upper bracket and they got to the finals. So they had a one map lead in the finals. Big lost to Extra Salt and then did not drop a single map getting through the lower bracket to the finals. So we're looking at a four map final. The Every single map went to full regulation except for Train, which went one round short. It was a long were, best of five, even with a map there, like advantage. Taking it, yeah. There were no overtimes, but every map also went all the way to regulation. Every it was like what 119 rounds, like not it, quite. every uh, yeah, not quite 30 times four. Is oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, one yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is 119? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 119 rounds, and extra salt lost by one. One round. Yeah, it makes all the difference. It's, <laughs> it's a game of fine margins. Yeah, Big are really good at this, though. Like, I don't know, I don't know what like Tabson says, but the guy must just be like so unbelievably stoic. It's the second time since the online era they've won a best of five final from two 0 down. They did it against G two yeah. at DreamHack Masters Spring, I think it was. Um. Yes, it was. And they went 2-0 down with a, you know, this G2 start with a 2-0 map advantage. Oh, it was started with a 1-0 map advantage, won the first map, and then Big came back and won 3-2. And then they just done it again to Extra Salt and crushed the entirety of North America's dreams at the same time. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Alright, I want to talk about a specific play in this, and then let's talk about Extra Salt, and then let's talk about Big. So I want to talk about uh, I believe it was like the 26th round on overpass. It was a full eco save. Oh my from... God, this may be so upset. It was a full eco save from extra salt, except for Fang buying a deagle. Fang died early in the round. So it's four USPs. JT goes through connector, goes up connector, sits all the way in the corner by the edge of the ladder. And Tizian didn't buy armor into the round. He didn't buy a helmet. So 
JT manages to grab Tizian with the first USPS headshot. Grabs, I think it was Tabson with two more really quickly. And then the round just spiraled out of there. And there's like two things that I want to say. Is one absolutely by Kevlar. He had five thousand dollars. Just by head armor, man. That's what I'm on the T side. Just by head armor, man. It's not. He had. Well, it wasn't even a money thing. He had five thousand dollars in the in his in his money. Right. He had the plenty of money. But I want to actually look into a big part of this round, which was that Searson recognized the fact that holy shit. This could actually happen. We don't know what the rest of them are on money-wise. And he juggled all of the weapons out and got them into T-Spawn. And Sonic and OC both went through there, and neither of them grabbed either of the weapons because they didn't know where they I were. I think OC got an AK, didn't he? OC got an AK from shooting somebody in the back. Oh, right. shot Searson in the back. Either way. And then the 2v2, they won because Sonic walks into a Molotov deliberately so they know he's short, and then OC can walk out monster without being seen. Which was a really nice detail in the two versus two, really quick thinking, but like, Jesus Christ, big, and it's it's like a, such an important. Oh, it, it obviously didn't turn out to be that important because Big ended up winning somehow despite losing this at like thirteen ten. Yeah, I they had to break. Oh my god! Men, I, like that's what I mean. Like how state. calm how must Captain must be as like the leader of this team? How unbelievably good must his like like mental well-being be that he can see that and just go all right yeah let's yeah. just win all right shit happens next round like that's so difficult i mean navi are the prime example of a team who just permanently tilt whenever something like that happens you can just see it in them and they just stop playing properly whereas big got yeah, better it, it was it was absurd they were just like oh they got guns now we can win oh my god it was well, so and the weird thing was it was just post eco win for big as well. There were so many eco were, wins in this series. There were so many eco wins. It was it was ridiculous. Close. If you want to watch a good match, that like if you if you're in for the long haul, go watch that best of five. As long as you're not American, because it will life, break your heart. As, as long as you're not American, because it's gonna break your damn heart. I, I was I was live chatting in a Discord, and just every moment was like fuck, 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 good hold. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like extra salt. Uh, because I, I've somehow like I've somehow sort of become a spokesperson for NACS in a sense because I'm just like nobody else seems to like everyone seems to have forgotten about it and it's still like there are still decent teams there um and it's like I wanted Extra Salt to win but then I saw like Brian and Ryan getting like happy on Twitter and I was like I don't want them to win that much so I'm glad <laughs> to see my European brothers. I, I sided with the Germans in this one. It it made me feel a little bit, you know, I lost a little bit of my English pride doing it, but I sided with the Germans, and I'm happy. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Big and Extra Salt really quickly. Big looked like they might exist as a team again, which is weird because they haven't for a while. But also, I don't put a huge amount of stake into this because it was against Extra Salt. But I also put a lot of stake for Extra Salt into this. Because they almost beat Big and went through the entire tournament absolutely killing it. Big are like, so they're such an enigma. I just have, you, you said they lost in the first round to Extra Salt and then just looked, you know, just smashed everyone, but somehow unconvincing. But they beat everyone unconvincingly. It doesn't make any sense. They don't make any sense as a team. I do not understand how this team is good. <laughs> and if they're good, I. I think they're good. They've just won a tournament. They've won tournaments in the last year. But every time I think they're good, they're just not good. And then when you think they're bad, they're like, oh, they don't even look good at this tournament. They win it anyway. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I, they just have incredible mental fortitude and like enough talent to get by that they can be a top team if the things click into place. It just seems they have to go behind for the things to click into place. They're weird, man. <laughs> They're weird, <laughs> weird ass team. There's a German in that discord tractor who is just like, he spent the whole tournament just going, I don't think bigger any good. Like they've looked terrible in every game, but they, they keep winning. And like, yep. That's, yep. that's big for you. Yep. All right. Let's talk about extra salt. Any's dreams, I think are kind of safe by extra salt, even though they didn't win. Yeah. Right. They, they went to Europe. They've actually beaten teams in Europe, which is a step up from like 
currently liquid, but they've beaten teams in Europe, right? And EG. They're playing in NEG. They're playing in, uh, what is it, DreamHack uh, Open Summer? It's Masters this week. Spring. DreamHack Masters Summer this week, right? Which we'll talk about. Um, they, they look like a team to actually maybe beat in that. They're ranked like number 15 in the world and deservedly right now. XSO are good. They're, I've always liked JT as an in-game leader. I think his teams are always really interesting to watch nobody flashes as well as jt's teams do i don't know why that is a cloud nine but incredible at flashing extra salt really really good at flashing jt is a really good in-game leader and they have they found in fang they found a player who i think they were lacking before somebody who is just a fearless mechanical monster he will just run in head first i mean if you look at the amount of opening jewels he takes it's incredible like, yeah every game he he's it's getting like 15 opening jewels it's absolutely obscene mm. he just he, yeah. he is absolutely fearless and i think that's such a useful piece for an in-game leader like jt to have it's just somebody who will follow if you tell him to run in he will run in and just trust that marky that sonic and the oc can clean up and win the round and you're seeing they're getting the dividends from it and i think a lot of that is down to the addition of fang who's been an absolute revelation i think he was the mvp of the tournament if i remember rightly he was even though they lost they he was still the mvp yeah which was insane um all right let's look ahead to dream hack so in the opening round we get to see the two teams we talked about today we get to see astralis with bubski i guess and Extra Salt play each other in a best of one, which I'm excited How for. How spicy is this game, man? <laughs> like, whoever wins, it's like somebody's somebody's winning. There's a storyline no matter what happens here. If Astralis win, it's yeah. like, oh, you know, NA can't even beat Astralis when they're, when they're all over the shop. And if Extra Salt win, it's like, Astralis are dead, NACS is alive. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> Extra Salt are really legit. They're going to win everything. And Astralis are terrible. Like, what are you going to do without device? Like this, it's going to be so much fun no matter what happens because you have to overreact to this result either way. It's going to be great. I don't know if you saw what Liquid's uh, account tweeted at Extra Salt at the beginning of the tournament, but they beat big and Liquid just tweeted Extra Salt, hey, can you beat some other European teams for us? <laughs> and so... Well, now's I'm the chance. If they beat you. Astralis, that really... like You have to say they're better than Liquid then. <laughs> No. Uh all right, and then we get to see Vitality's debut with Kyogen yeah, that's instead fun. of RPK. Which that's exciting. Um they're playing against complexity. All of these games are happening on Thursday. There's like 40 games happening on Thursday. It's ridiculous. I love watching like Vitality versus Complexity. Like this is just an obscene amount of talent. Like Complexity are great yep. fun because every single one of their players is a superstar. Like even yep. Rush, who's probably like the weakest member of that team. It's like a major winning entry fragger who's mechanically he's the only, so good. He's just he's the only major winner on that team too. Yeah. So you can't even say he's a bad player yeah, on he's, it because he's, oh. well, somehow he won a major. I mean, I, I I had this discussion before. I think it was in our Discord that I think Complexity might be the most uh, mechanically gifted team in the world. It's them or for me, right. Team Spirit, which. We get to see Team Spirit, Heroic, and Gambit as well, which always good fun. Isn't there three CIS Um, teams in the same group as well? Yeah, Navi's in the group with Gambit. Navi versus Gambit and Spirit. Oh, this is so much fun. This tournament's going to be crazy. I I don't remember what group Heroic is in, but I want to see Heroic Gambit again, if at all possible, by however the math works out with this tournament, right? I feel like A, that would be really cool. And I feel like B, it was such a close best of five that I want to see how this works out in the best of three. Yeah, it's going to be great fun. Uh, Spirit versus Gambit versus Navi for title of the best CIS team with Heroic, who might be the best team in the world again, which is a really weird sentence to say, but they're almost certainly the best team in Denmark now. And it's like, this is Heroic and Gambit in the same... they, they, they almost inarguably the two best teams in the world at the moment and they're in the same group yeah. it's gonna be great fun all right let's move on to overtime which is our listener mail section we asked you on twitter what you wanted to ask us 
And many people asked us questions. Yeah. So uh, we got one. Oh, hang on. Let me just read it out. So uh, Harry, our social media guy, asked us, uh, asked me, I guess, pick one. Asia never plays on LAN again or device carries NIP to Stockholm major win. It's got to be the second one. I'm more willing to accept that device is good than AZ isn't. So that one. Somebody, Someone asked us how we spell ball. Yeah, I don't <laughs> really get that up. one. I, I think it's probably a joke, so I'm not going to say it out loud in case I just, you know, look a bit silly. Uh, Mao asked what my thoughts on Mantu's ancestry reveal is. So if you didn't see this, Mantu, uh, Matthew Silshevsky did a uh, ancestry reveal, and it turns out he's mostly of Polish ancestry. It was like 93% Polish. But as I said to him, that doesn't mean he's not 100% English. So Brexit means Brexit. He's English. Anyone who, if he has a UK flag on his HLTV, that's enough for me. If he's willing, if he's willing, if he's willing to almost ruin his career by having a UK flag next to his name on HLTV, <laughs> that's enough for me. Somebody asked if there's anyone I think is going to have a, or any, both of us, um, any team we think is going to have a drastic improvement when Lang comes back, which I think is a really interesting question. I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure if any team will because I feel like at this point any team that was like we're gonna stick around for land we're gonna be a good land team I think I feel like he's made roster changes. Yep. <laughs> it's been so I, long so without like, a land I, that maybe all that um, experience just doesn't matter now. Yeah, because everyone's been playing online now, and you have a tournament every other week, right? We we've gotten so used to this, and every everyone's gotten so used to online. I think actually teams will have a like not improvements the wrong word. It's gonna be like a falling off in how teams happen when they're on land. Cause this is a totally different environment, right? Even if you're just in a studio with no, with no fans there, right. There's going to, there's still going to be teams that are just like, Oh God, I'm actually in person. I can see the other team or the other teams like one remote. I think that's going to actually be a negative for a lot of teams. And to that point, I think if there is a team that's going to get better, it's going to be somebody like phase because being phase online is, as you say, but if you're on LAN and you look over and you, oh shit, that's called Zero. Like, fucking hell. That's, it's a Carrigan. Oh my God, it's Twist. Like, that is scary. Like, you look at that team and on paper, it's scary. You see him in person, you're like, oh Jesus Christ, we're playing against Cold Zero. Yeah. It's on LAN, you know, you got, was it, what's the, the Cold Zero meme? The drinking Diet Coke with no pressure or whatever it is. It's much easier. I think they're the, the most obvious bet for a team that's going to get better. I think maybe Liquid is the other one I'd probably throw in there. I think Liquid's really weird to get better or not, just because they're not playing in as many tournaments as everyone else, so it's it can go either way for me. But at the same rate, if they're, they'll be spending more time playing scrims against Europe and playing against European opposition, which will probably help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, with Mir climbing to the top, does Robs have contention for the best lurker in the world right now? As well as a top five lurker. Robs has like has had that claim for ages. He's almost certainly the best yeah, lurker I'd in agree. the world. Amir is definitely I, up there. Amir's like timing on his lurks is just he's always behind he's either fighting somebody in the first twenty seconds of the round, or he's behind you. I love watching him play because his timing is just incredible. Like he's really good at it. And then there's, you know, top five lurkers in the world is really difficult because kind of depends how you define it like to some extent somebody like shiro is is almost a lurker the way he plays i was gonna actually say nafany uh nafany or inters one of them lurks a inters, lot on their t-side nafany's yeah. a bit art like he just kind of runs around headless chicken inters inters lurks a lot on their t-sides and it works out really really well yeah he's a good lurker but i don't know if he's like actually that good at his role i think the only reason gambit are that good is because shiro and axe are just just tear through people yeah i think it's, it's difficult um, i would say yeah boomich used to be very good at timing his lurks i think recently he's not been great at it so it's quite difficult because of the way i said a lot of teams are now rather than having a dedicated rifle lurker, have their AWP playing really passive and watching out for lurks. I mean, you look at uh, Fury with Junior, Astralis with Device, uh, aforementioned Shiro. That seems to be more the way things are going. So I would say Rops and Mir are the two sort of standout. If you ever wanted to learn 
how to like lurk on the peripheries of the map. Just watch those two rops. It's just the problem with watching rops is he makes the game look so easy because his crosshair placement is flawless. So yeah. you watch him play and you're like, "Well, I could do that." You know, that guy's just peeked straight into him. Well, you can. You just switch your resolution to 16 by Yeah, nine. something like that. I don't know, man. <laughs> it, I always thought the best way to learn how to do something is watch somebody on a slightly... So, for example, I used to want to learn how to play B on Mirage, and I always thought the best person to watch was Sticko because he wasn't a superstar, but he was very good at playing B on Mirage. Like, you, you sort of learn how you can play it when you're not cold zero when you're not yeah simple how do i play it if sticko's talented but if you're not yeah he's not going to be relative to like the absolute gods of yeah he doesn't want to be taking angels against good teams 24 7 because that's just not a good idea sticko is a player who was able to manipulate the position to get himself favorable duels or to stay alive when other players might fight and die so Mm -hmm. Maybe if you want to learn how to do it, you would watch somebody who's maybe not as good at it, in a sense. It sounds odd, but... Yeah. Who who understands the mechanics, but maybe doesn't have, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, who's the first pro that's going to return from Valorant? I think it'll be Yampi, right? Yeah, the, same, same I thing. I don't know if yep. you've watched Yampi play Valorant, but he doesn't look like he cares. <laughs> Yampi is playing Jet in a meta in Europe in which nobody plays Jet, which is interesting to say the least. And he just shotguns but, all um, the time, right? I mean, that's Jet players constantly. Well, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't watch much Valorant. I've watched like two or three games. I I have to cast Valorant every week, so I've ended up watching a lot of like decently t- higher tier Valorant. Uh, so. I spoke to somebody who cast Valorant, and he basically said to me, yeah, like, Yampi is obviously talented and he could be really good, but it, it does seem he like he care. wants to go back to CS. So and I, I wouldn't be surprised good. either. I mean, he got unvac banned. Like that was his that was his big issue. Like it was he needs to get unvac banned to play any sort of higher level CS than the the shithole that Entz was at that moment. So like he's got that now. He might be, he it's definitely possible for him to come back. Uh we got thoughts on Waxic. Uh he's a good player. But the visa, I think he's a player who's been more negatively affected by the pandemic than others because of the visa situation, the way it's affected his ability to get a visa and to like to to move to Europe and actually, you know, he wanted to play for Cloud Nine, but they couldn't consistently get him on good ping. He's a really good player, but I'm not sure now who's going to take a gamble on him. I think that is now a gamble, unfortunately. I think when we get back to LAN, I think that he'll actually be... He's definitely one of those players that will be affected positively by LAN. Like, we talked about like teams being affected negatively by LAN. He's going to actually be a player that's affected a huge amount by LAN because he'll be able to get there to, to be in person. You won't have the ping issues, and you'll be able to show everyone again, oh, yeah, hi, I'm Waxic. I'm a very good alt player, mm-hmm. right? Like, he'll have that again. I'd like to see him do, like, a smooyar and just go and smurf on some Tier 3 teams. Just be like, yeah... Gonna go play for Movistar Riders, absolutely obliterate these just no names and just like guys, I'm still good, sort of thing. Somebody asked which team has the best logos from uh, Duncan. Uh, we were talking about this. I quite like the Renegades logo, I think that's pretty cool. I like the New Vertus Pro logo, a lot of people obviously hated it at the time, but I think it's pretty cool. And I also quite like the Godsent one purely because it's like Illuminati and that's just I don't know, it's pretty unique. Nobody else has anything like that. Uh, Ents logo for me. Yeah, the Ents logo is pretty cool. Enceladus, um, and the old Evil Geniuses logo. Not, not the one that they just had. The the disc that was like tilted and said like EG on it and was like the full circle. That was a great logo. Although that doesn't exist anymore at all. I never, I never cared for that one much. I don't really see the. I cared from that one from my old Call of Duty days when I was watching the EG team. Yeah, it's a more nostalgia. It's a special place in. That was a special place in my heart kind of thing. Somebody asked if I'm interested in stocks or Bitcoin investments. I'm interested in my investments going up. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I mean, I have some crypto. I invested right before the massive dip in the last two weeks. 
Like quite literally, That's why it went it's down. been going like this for about six years. I invest and it just goes, it just falls off like immediately. It was, it was absolutely incredible. Like it's like in fantasy football where you bring a guy in and then they immediately like stop scoring, get injured and get transferred and give away a penalty. Uh, so that's my favorite that. I song. I'll let you go first with favorite song. Favorite song uh, right now is probably Curtains Closed by As It Is. I don't know. I know you're going to give some stupid answer, though. What made you? I, I just assume you're going to give a stupid answer. It's. <laughs> I think it's quite re- I my Probably my favorite song of all time is probably Prague by Blind Avon. I also... Post Blue by Placebo. Um, at the moment, I've really been enjoying Cleopatrick. They're like a garage rock band. I really enjoy a couple of their songs. And it's a band called Chaos in the Tea House. I've been like, they only have two songs and they haven't been making music for very long, but both of their songs absolutely slap. The guy's voice is really bizarre, but it's like you listen to it a few times and you're just like, that's it. It's just stuck in your head forever. I really like them. I'm like desperate for them to release some more music. So that's, that'd be my answer. Yeah. Big Cat Judgment Day by uh, With Confidence has been just constantly rotating, which is the weirdest name for a song I've ever heard. So I don't know With Confidence or as it is, but I I have an idea of what they sound like by their name. <laughs> like in my head, they're just I like mean, Breaking Benjamin. Nah. A little bit more poppy than that. Okay, kind of. So, so yeah, I, I saw it as either like it's either going to be some uh, like emo, like emo type music. It's just what it sounds like to yeah. me. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a slightly <laughs> yeah. better version of My Chemical Romance. Not, again, not as emo. A little bit yeah. more is uh, a little bit more poppy. But yeah, definitely, definitely in that general area. I love doing. All that. right, being able to try and guess <laughs> the uh, genre of music by the name yeah. of the band. It's good fun. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at LoganRampHap, at AZEskin, at RootTLDR. We'll be back again next week with, I guess, the five results from DreamHack, because that starts and finishes this weekend. Hell yeah. All right. See you, everyone. Peace.